Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com.
He said, I want you to drink this. Said, this is a new covenant I'm going to make with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a better covenant. <laughs> the law could not give man life. Right, right. Amen. Amen. I don't care how many lambs, how many turtle doves that you offered, it could not give you life. But Christ came in the weakness of the flesh. And he told them, he said, now this is a new covenant I'm going to make with you. He took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said, now take this and eat it. This is my flesh that shall be broken for you. And they could not understand what was taking place. Jesus, after supper, he said, you don't know what I've done to you, but you will. Christ came willing to give his life. They told him, no, not so. But to this end was he born. Mm -hmm. That he must suffer at the hands of sinners. Be crucified. To be mocked. I thought about Jesus today as he was there. Then the garden that night praying. He who knew sin, never knew no sin, was about to come sin. Oh, what an awful thought. Pure, spotless, Yep. No sin about it. But he was about to become sin. Yeah, for, me. for you and I. People said he tried to back out. No, he didn't try to back out. He was human. And he was God. God in the flesh. He never knew no sin. He didn't know nothing about it, but he was about to find out about the sin and what he can do. The darkness of sin. He prayed, Father, if it be thy will, let this cut pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Prayed till his sweat became its great drops of blood. And as he got through praying, he came back to his disciples and he found asleep. Each time he went back, he said, sleep on. Why? Because the adversary, Satan, was making his way to take him thought he was going to do away with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, he didn't know what power that was given to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said that he was given this power from the Father. I can take and lay down my life 
and take it up again. That's right. But there it was, taken in the garden, arrested. And there he went to the high priest. They finally got together and accused him, took him to Pilate. Pilate thought that he could be able to just take a scourge a little bit, present him back to the people and let him go. They weren't about to do that. But when Jesus went back, this is the body that was broken. When they took him back, they began to scourge him. They put blindfolds upon his face. Tell us, tell us who it is that hits you and smile in the face. They took him out to the whipping post and they tied him up and they began to beat him. 39 stripes, 13 up one side, 13 down the other side, 13 right through the center. Cut all to pieces. The blood that was shown her flowing. What Jesus went through there that day would have taken our lives. But Jesus took our chastisement upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. They took a crown of thorns. After they scourged him and beat him, and they took a wreath and they began to drive it down on his head. And the blood began to run down his face, run down his body, put a robe back upon him, led him out to Pilate, and Pilate presented him to the priest. He said, Here he is, what do you want to do with him? They said, crucify Crucify He had to die and give his life that we could live. And that's what this bread represents. That body, that suffering that Jesus went through for you, for me, and when we partake of this, he said, now, <clears throat> you boys keep this. Right. You hand it down. Yep. You teach your children. Right. Amen. And your children's children just keep yep. on. Yep. Almost two, over 2,000 years ago. Right. The first one took place. And here it is. Yep. 2,000 years later. And we are still keeping it. Right. Because it was something that Jesus ordained and instituted for you and I to keep and remember. Yep, that's right. Remember. And as you take and reach forth, thank you, Lord. Remember how much Jesus loved you and what he done for you. God commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ (laughs) 
died for the ungodly. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. Bless it, Father, from the natural to the spiritual. Yes. Bless each hand, Father, that reaches forth <coughs> to partake of this. And may they ever, Father, remember 
and may it ever burn deep in their heart of the love that you have for us and the love that Christ showed as he took upon himself the sins of the world. Yes. Please, dear Lord, lead and direct. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
we know that sometimes people change their mind by taking up what's stuff. Sometimes they are overlooked. So if there's been a sister that has changed her mind of being overlooked, if you raise your hand, Brother Deacon's away upon you. I see that. Has there been a brother? I see that. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we are always cautious about what we say during this part of the service, mm-hmm. realizing the, the reverence that it. Mm-hmm. Requires and what is deserved of it. But to say that, I am truly blessed to be able to stand up here with Arnold and, and to do this. I feel a, a great blessing in that. I, I think a lot Amen. of this man and, and what God has done for him in his life. And I say those things to lead to the next point as I had the privilege of standing up here and doing this to see this great congregation that we have tonight, uh, this turnout. And as I look across it, I see grandmothers and their daughters or their sons or grandfathers and their sons and then their children or even some great-grandfathers and great-grandmothers seeing this being passed on and taught. And when we get together and we do these things, we always tell stories of so-and-so getting happy during the foot washing or this, that, and the other times that we get to meet together. And that's what this is about. This is the communion service. And I do believe without adding or taking anything away from from what the Lord said or what the Bible says, I think that it was instituted that we do this for us to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ and do this in remembrance of what Christ done for us. That we love on one another and we encourage one another. And how great that that is. We need that today more than than any time before. <clears throat> saying all that as Arnold has already done so great of a job explaining the sacrifice and the body being broken for our sins as it describes so well in Isaiah 53 and telling of how he ate with the disciples and spoke with them and telling them that they need to continue in this and that it gave him a great desire and he a great joy to, to, to eat this with them and to be a part of it. But as he was saying that I think of when he talked talk to them and if I'm not mistaken of course, if I am, please correct me. He told them when it came to the wine or the blood, yeah. he says, drink ye all of it. Yeah. And so many yeah. times I've wondered and I've tried to understand why is it because of the exact meaning of it. And there are so many different ways that we can look at it and think about it because the word of God and what Christ said was so deep that we can't fully understand it, I don't believe. But thanks yeah. God, the spirit in it helps us to understand but I think that when he said that, he also meant that he gave it all. Amen. He gave all that he had for each and every one of us. As Arnold already spoke, he spoke when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says that he prayed until sweat became great drops of blood. And from there, you'll see the path of going to trial and to this place and the other. And everywhere that he went, there was a shedding of blood. I say shedding because the Bible says that without the, without the shedding of blood, there is no what? Remission of sin. Just bear with me. As we read so many times and we get in these services, we begin to look at 1 Corinthians and we look at that and we try to delve into it and dissect it. 
And it's already been said this week that we need to make ready. Even whenever they get ready to wash feet, he's going to say, make ready. But the only thing that we need to make sure of that we are made ready for, and that's the coming of the Lord and for our standing before the judgment seat of God. Amen. And that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I say these things because he said in the 25th verse, he says, after the same manner also, <coughs> he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do shew the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. I want to say first that we are looking at the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The full thing, the full picture, every part of it. That is what it took for us to be saved. Amen. But what makes me worthy with that sacrifice is the blood. The blood. The blood was shed for me. The blood was shed for you. That is the only thing that makes us worthy. Right. Some people may get it confused and say that if you are mistaken or a child is mistaken or makes a mistake and they either the thing unworthily that it's an extra damnation or a sentence or anything upon them, that is not the truth. The only thing that will send you to hell is not accepting Jesus Christ and the full sacrifice of his body being broken and shedding his blood for you. Yeah. And by doing this part, as I begin to think about this, and I'm going to move quickly because I know that we're looking into this, but I, I wondered well, how many times was that the Corinthians came together and they ate of this supper? Was it every day? Was it just once a week? Or was it just like us once a year? I don't believe that. I believe at least every time that they met at the church, they did this. They partook in it. Now, whether that was every time, every day, I do not know. The Bible isn't clear of that. I don't understand. But I do know this. I sin every day. And every day that they partook of that, they didn't do it rightfully. They were sinning. They didn't reverence it the way that we're trying to do tonight. But we all sin. And I sin every day. But yet, let me tell you this. The blood is still there. That is what makes me worthy. I, I think often about Edgewood and and the song that Mike and them used to sing a lot about, about you know, the sacrifice, sacrificial lamb and the doorpost of the millennials. And they would, part of the song is to go out and to see and they would come back and say, well, the blood is still there. I'm glad to say that I do fall short. I do fall short of the glory of God. I sin every day. But the blood's still there. That's the sacrifice. That's the blood. That's what this represents. And I'm so thankful for it. But as you think of this, think of that walk from the Garden of Gethsemane all the way through, all the way from Pontius Pilate, all over the whipping post, all that occurred there, all the way up to Calvary. There was a shedding of blood for you and for me, for each and every one. 
That's what we are doing. We're remembering that sacrifice. We're remembering the blood that was shed for me. And I am able to partake of this because of Christ Amen. and because of the blood. That, by nothing that I've done, right. nothing that I do, nothing, not that I am a, a, an American, not that I'm a Baptist, not that I was born a Patton, not that I was born of this family or that family. And we've already talked about it. It's great to see all the families that are here. That doesn't matter. What matters is if you have the blood applied. Right. So as we do this, that's what you need to think. Is the blood applied? Is the blood part of my life? Is the blood being applied to me? And when Christ sees me, you know, and I've got to hush on a minute, but when Christ see, when God sees me, does he see the blood? I'm a child of the king because of the blood. I can go into the when the veil was written twain, I can go into the holiest of the holy because of why? The blood. The blood. I'm thankful for that today. So as we partake of this, we need to remember that. As you reach forth your hand, remember that. Remember what he done for you and be thankful, not just for that he died for you in that moment, but that he continues to live in you and continues to forgive you because the blood has been applied. We know that we cannot take, take this from the from the natural to the spiritual, but we're going to pray to the one that can. Let's all come. Let's all pray. Your kind, merciful heavenly Father, Lord, we are truly thankful, Lord, for the sacrifice that was paid, that we could be grafted into the family of God, Lord, and that we would be made worthy, Lord, not just partake in this, but that we would be a, a child of the King, Lord. And God, we can never thank you enough, Lord, and praise you enough for what you've done for us. But as we Reach forth our hand, Lord. We do this in remembrance of our Lord and Savior and His sacrifice, Lord. And that He came and He died for each and every one of us, the one that was without sin. And God, we are truly thankful. Lord God, we pray, Lord, that You would bless it. Bless it, Lord, from the natural to the spiritual, God, and that You would bless each and every one, Lord, as they reach forth their hands. And God, will just give me the praise and the reverence and, and everything, God, that we do. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. I'll say, Amen. Brother Deacon, please come and wait upon the congregation.
that would never be intentional that a brother or a sister would be overlooked or maybe someone has changed their mind. There has been one where demons will come and wait upon you. Has there been a sister? Has there been a brother? Deacons, come take charge of the table. appreciate what's been said tonight and uh, as the brother spoke of what God said to Moses concerning teaching your children I was able to observe a few of them that were listening and that's still happening right. and for that I'm grateful uh, this is also a part that needs to be taught uh, it's not something observed in churches, many churches today but uh, I want to read to you first, uh, when someone asks uh, why do you why do you wash feet? Um, I'd like for you to know why. Right? Uh, this is not something that we do just because somebody before us did it. Um, but there's there's two things uh, that we can take uh, strictly. If you just want to give somebody an answer, number one, because Jesus did. And number two, because he said to. And so I want to read that to you. John chapter number 13. Now, now John recorded only the foot washing. Matthew, Mark, and Luke captured the, the Lord's Supper. John didn't mention this. Well, he mentioned the Supper, but not in detail. The others mentioned in detail as has been shared with us, but John never mentions in detail what the Lord said about the body or the blood, though he was right there beside the Lord when it took place. What he did mention for us is this part. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet 
and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou what I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken these garments, and was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that is in him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now, that's the, that's the literal. That's the reading of the word of God. And some might say that we needn't take this literally, but if you don't take this literally, why do you take what he said about the supper literally? Right. It's a challenge for us to exclude parts because we want to say that it means something different. Now, does it mean that we should also serve one another in multiple capacities every day of the week? Certainly, certainly that is being given to us as an example, as a, as a base for us to build how we serve one another on a daily basis. But what we're doing tonight is we're observing literally what he said to do. Now, if I get before God and I stand before God one day and he said, you misunderstood that, I will happily say, I did what it said. And I believe he'll honor that. I believe he'll honor that. Amen. Now, you might get before God and he said, why didn't you do what I said? We're going to take him for his word. Why do we wash feet? Number one, because he did. And number two, because he said to he said, now, I have given you an example. Right? I have shown you exactly. He said, I'm the master, you're right. And you are my servants. And he said, what I'm doing to you, you don't understand it right now, but you will. Because what you're going to learn is how important that it is that we serve one another. And this, as the bread was a reminder of his body, and the blood is a reminder of his or the, the wine was a reminder of his blood. This example that he left for us is a reminder that we are to love one another. Amen. In doing this, it is a reminder to us 
that we are to keep the commandment of loving one another by observing this simple act of servitude. Now, he had some real issues with the disciples. I bet all you good people are perfect. But he had some problems with them. It wasn't just a short time before that he was having to call them down because they was worried about who was going to be the greatest. They were filled with themselves. They were filled with their pride. And you know how Jesus dealt with their pride? He laid aside his garment. He took off that seamless robe. And when he picked up a towel and he poured water in a basin and he knelt down in front of that first one, I can imagine their eyes being about that big of a Wondering what is the Lord doing? That's right. And he knelt down and he washed their feet. Literally washed their feet. And he made it clear to them that this is an example. He didn't say you have to do it. The commandment for us to love one another, you can serve someone all day long and not love them. But if you serve some willingly, you love them through that service. So what he says concerning this particular part of the service that we do observe literally, right? And, and I do that by faith, that what he said to do is what he expected us to do. And so we go on in faith and we teach our children this same thing. That the Lord did it, and the Lord said to do it, and we'll take him at his word. He didn't say that this is to be observed only once and as an analogy for hereafter. He said to do it, and as often as you do it, right? he said, happy are you. He said we'd be happy when we chose to do it. Now, there are reasons that some can't participate. There are physical reasons that some can't, and that's totally fine. This is a part of the service that is absolutely voluntary. If you wash somebody's feet, I believe the Lord intended from the very beginning for it to be something you chose to do. He didn't give a command. He said, you ought to do as I have done to you. You ought to do that to Leaving it up to our heart to make a simple choice to whether or not we will keep the literal words of Jesus and we will kneel down and do the most menial of tasks to our brother or our sister. And so we do that tonight, believing that what God is, what, what, what the Lord did to his disciples, he intended for us to do. Right. Multiple reasons why we should do it, but the, biggest, the most important reason is because he did it. And he said for us to do it. And so we'll keep his word in that. Tonight, you have an opportunity. You can choose to or not to. Nobody will think any more or less of you. Do I? But happy are you if you do it. We'll ask the brethren and the sisters if they would to make ready.
Amen. Somebody with a testimony? Anybody at all? Something you need to say? Michael? Which is like being spiritually fed. Happy are you if you do it. Happy are you if you do it. It's a simple request. It does require that we humble ourselves, but what we found is that's where Jesus meets us, is in the humblest of our hearts. That's where the Spirit of God bears witness the most. I appreciate the example he's left us. I appreciate uh, the fact that the end of such a solemn service when we observe the Lord's sacrament, that there's something like this. Not only did he give his body and his blood, but he rose again, and he brought life more abundantly to all of us. And that's what we get to experience in this part of it, is that quickening, that life more abundantly. And I appreciate that. The Bible said supper being ended, they sung a song and went out. We'll do the same thing. We'll say at that point that you're at liberty to go, but we will say tomorrow night, 6.30 at Harmony, uh, the men will be meeting for prayer meeting. There's six or seven churches joining together, and we'd like for you to come if you want to be part of it. We're praying for revival in our country, in our communities, in our churches. We've seen God do wondrous things already, and we're going to keep on praying. So if you'd like to join us in prayer, every Monday night, 6.30, Harmony Baptist Church. Uh, for the ladies, they're meeting here every Monday night. Uh, multiple churches coming together, and we appreciate that. God's doing the work. So we ask you just continue to pray. Keep praying, ladies. And thank you for it. June 25th, we've been baptizing, so remember that. June 25th, our Bible school starts July 10th. Uh, all ages, we'll have classes for everybody. And I think everybody gets fed before we start Bible school. So just come on. Join us in Bible school. All right. Any other announcements? Brother Tom, I'm going to ask everybody here tonight. Say your prayers tonight. Meet your brother Bill Thomas in prayer. Amen. He's in the hand. God's healing hand. Amen. 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 Thank you, Danny. Amen. Remember that. Someone else. We love you. Thank God for you. Appreciate the presence of His Spirit tonight. We have a heart that came for the men of God that served us tonight. We appreciate them. Just thank God for all that he's done. So for being ended, they sung a song and went out. So uh, shake your brother's hand, your sisters, we depart. And let's pray one for another. Service Wednesday night, be much in prayer. Sammy Suttles will be preaching Wednesday night, so pray for him. And uh, I'm going to try to be back by then, so that's my desire. So do remember that. Let's all stand as we sing in your liberty to go.